Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. Because five nights a week and four hours a night are not enough. It's not trigonometry. So we are here for the Saturday podcast, Danny, the amazing mystery tour, the amazing mystery tour here, which is going to blow everyone away. This is Bob ready to bring the gas. So, on this edition of the podcast, we have a uh, potpourri of issues. We've got raising Arizona, deep fake, and nine one one standing by. Possibly not in that order. Plus back scratcher and whatever else happens, whatever else uh, comes up on the conversation. Let's get right into it on uh, this edition of the fifth hour. And we start. <laughs> this past Friday, this is a this is a podcast exclusive. What I'm about to tell Danny, nobody else has this content. All right. And, uh, and everyone wishes they had the content, but they don't. We're the only audio program that has this. I feel like we said this on our podcast last weekend, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did something I've never done before, and I saved it for the podcast. Nobody knows this outside of my family. You pay me $500,000, I'll endorse a gay magazine. How dare you? 
But this past Friday was a crazy, zany day. So I decided I needed to do a good mitzvah. And I needed to go on a pilgrimage, a goodwill journey. So after I got off the radio from the overnight show, Thursday into Friday, I winded down for a few hours. I, I, I laid down. I played on my phone, played some games on my phone. I took a bath. I didn't sleep more than an hour. I then, around 8 in the morning, loaded up the Maller Mobile with the wife. We ran a couple of errands, had to make a pit stop here at Costco to get gas. And then we set off to the great blue yonder, uh, driving in the California desert in the middle of nowhere. We headed headed east. Go east, young man. We stopped in Palm Springs for a, a drink, non-alcoholic, and a sandwich. Actually, the sandwich was in Indio, and we, we kept on. Have you oh. been... If you've been, there's a supposedly a legendary sandwich shop in Indio. Oh, I know Indio. I have a radio friend there. And one thing I like about that area, they have some A&W root beer stands left over. Yeah. But this was like a sandwich shop. They said they were the top rated sandwich shop on Yelp a couple okay. of years ago. So my wife's like, oh, we got to stop there. And I'm like, well, I don't really want, you know, whatever. But we went and then we got back on the road and made the the, the boringest drive you could possibly make. I haven't done this in years. I used to do this semi-regularly when I covered spring training, but I went to Arizona. I went to Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix area. I was in Mesa, Arizona, Ah. the spring training home of the Chicago Cubs. And I uh, drove all the way there and uh, and all the way back. I'll tell you why, though. The the mission, I mentioned Good Mitzvah. So a cousin of mine who I grew up with, I've known since, since he was born. I was a little kid. We grew up together when we were little kids. And then he moved away. A huge sports fan. He got he got some some bad uh, medical news this week, and so uh, I want to see him kind of cheer him up. Uh, he and his uh, his lady friend there, and take you know, take them out to to a nice meal. So uh, on on my very short weekend, it took all day to get to our destination because of the medication he's on and whatnot. And he had a medical procedure. He he, he told me he wasn't going to be really awake until late afternoon. So that's why I left when I did. Otherwise, I would have left in the middle of the night and would have made great time. But we got we got to Phoenix right in rush hour on Friday. And okay. so we had to deal with that, uh, which is not like L.A. It's Phoenix nightmare, which is not anywhere close to L.A. traffic. But still, it was traffic and, and all that. So I, I got to the destination, arrived in time just to watch the Knicks. They were playing the Bucks, And we also had Game 1 of the World Series. That's where I watched Game 1 of the World Series at his – his uh, condo there in, in Arizona, Phillies and and assholes. We can say that because it's a podcast of the assholes. And uh, the, the thing I did not expect, Danny, on this pilgrimage was when I got to my cousin's apartment and, you know, he's sitting there. He's not really moving around much, kind of dealing with that medical malaise. And he's living in this relatively reasonably sized townhouse condo thing and he's got not one not two but three dogs these are not normal sized dogs these are not little dogs these oh. are these are large dogs danny ruff, ruff, ruff. with the big barks big barks big shit the whole thing massive dogs very loving dogs dogs that i don't think realize how big they are 
Arf, arf. They think they're little dogs and they're big dogs. And these dogs were also doing something that I don't really have to deal with much with Bella. They were shedding. Bella sheds a little bit. These dogs, it was like they were at the barber shop. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Bella's good at shitting, not shedding. Yeah. Bella's an expert. If you need a dog to shit or piss, and then what Bella's really good at is pissing and then walking through it so you can track everywhere she walks on the floor here. Everywhere she walks, her little paw prints are. You can tell exactly how she braves the elements of her piss and and walks her. But essentially, these dogs very nice, very kind. But it was I was not expecting it, so I was a little overwhelmed by the dogs. And it, so many dogs, they actually had gates around the sofa to keep the dogs away. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean this, this is wild. I was like at a, at a zoo, and it was. It kind of felt like the human beings were the ones in the cage, and the dogs had the run of the place. Is, is what it felt like. And by the time we ended up leaving to go get a bite to eat, I was covered. My wife was covered in from head to toe in dog hair. And it, it made made for some interesting. Uh, we, we, we had those, you know, those rollers you used. Oh, to I was just going to ask about that. Yeah. So he had a, he had the rollers and we were, we were I was trying to roll the hair off my wife's dress. I had hair everywhere and we they have these little sticky things on the roller you're supposed to switch. We went through like 9 10 of them. Yeah. It's crazy. And they don't work. Well, they work to a certain extent, right? Yeah, they're not that good, you're right. No, yeah, like yeah, they'll yeah. get the surface off but you still have the fine hair left on your clothes and it's super annoying and uncomfortable to have that much animal fur on you. Yeah, it was bad. And I hadn't been in that kind of situation in a long time where dogs just, three dogs are all shedding and they're like jumping between me and the wife going back and forth and, oh. and, and my cousin, it was crazy. Who's so, going to clean that place? I, well, I, unfortunately, I believe my my uh, cousin's uh, girlfriend. And when she got off work, we went to the sports bar, which is great. It's you know, this is probably my only cousin that really likes sports. Like the only guy. And, you know, he, he gets the language of sports. So we were like, let's go to a sports bar. We'll, we'll eat some chicken wings and we'll watch the game and be merry. And so... You know, he's he's still recovering, so he kind of you know, moved a little slow. We walked uh, we walked to the car, go out to the sports bar, and uh, and that's where I watched the rest of the assholes and uh, the, as they played the Phillies and that great comeback in game one of the World Series. Yeah. yeah. And so he had to go to bed early, though, even though I drove all the way to Phoenix. He's you know, a major operation and is on a lot of medication, so he had to go to bed early, and so – Around nine nine o'clock or so, uh, we we said, "All right, go to bed, get your rest." And then we decided, you know what? I think what we need to do is catch up with. I, I'm in Arizona, and I have other family I did not see. I haven't been to Phoenix in like 17 years. I actually, but well, it's been less than that. I was there for a Clipper playoff game with Elton Brand when they played the Suns, and the Suns had Mike D'Antoni still coaching them and all that. So that's how long ago. Feels like forever ago. I know, right? And Mari Stoudemire was playing there, and, and all those guys. Uh, so anyway, so it's been a long time. So I I sent a text over to a Fox Sports Radio alumnus to see if they were available for a nice brief meet and greet, and I got a response. Uh, yeah, well, early on I got a response no, and then later on I got a response yes. The great, you want to take a guess who I who I ran down here? I Tony to- Bruno. The great no, no, Tony lives on in Florida, man. He's he's oh. in the Sunshine State. I knew he was in a hot state. 
Yeah, yeah, he's in Florida. Uh, Turk Stevens, I don't know if you, you remember Turk. Oh, I remember Turk. He did updates. Yeah, Turk was an update guy. He worked on on my show for a long time. He also worked at NBC Sports Radio. Which yeah, was- that's where I worked with him, and he also was a, a PE coach. Yeah, that's right. That's what he's doing now. He's out of the business. Savvy sports radio v- veteran. He's a father. He's got uh, his, his kids he's keeping an eye on. He's a PE teacher. In Arizona, he's been out of the radio business for a couple of years. He misses it, but he doesn't miss the bullshit in radio. And there's a lot of it in any business. But he is a PE teacher. I got to hang out with him and his son. Wonderful. That kid's going to run some company someday. That kid, uh, real, real sharp. Congratulations. So we ended up heading back to L.A. I only visited him for like an hour and a half. We headed back to L.A. around 11 p.m. And by the time we got back to the North Woods, the the sun was rising. Uh, it took a long time. We had stopped at a rest stop. To, my wife uh, wanted to take a, a little bit of a nap. And so um, I, I drove uh, 99% of this. We went 802 miles, spent 12 hours and 42 minutes driving. Oh. And we're absolutely in one day, basically one day. And uh, travel, I looked it up. The amount of mileage we went is the equivalent of driving from New York City to Toronto, from New York to Bar Harbor, Maine, to Montreal from New York, to Ottawa, to Roanoke, Virginia from the Big Apple. Or if we were in Boston, we would have driven to D.C. and then back to Boston or to Buffalo or Chicago to Pittsburgh. Take that for data. It was a wild and crazy a day, and I likely am going to be doing that again in the near future. So I'll probably be back on the road again in a short amount of time. So we'll we'll see how that how that goes. But that was my raising Arizona. We'll have another footnote on that coming up later in the podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 911. <laughs> standing by. Standing by. Yeah, your wife could have possibly taken a 911 call exactly a week ago. Saturday morning, I was up early doing post-production on this very podcast right here. And God bless my my tenderoni. She will get up early with me on Saturday. She goes downstairs to the kitchen, makes some scrambled eggs, puts them in a healthy tortilla wrap, uh, the low-carb ones. The ones that are supposed to be better for you. Yeah. Or the green, yeah, the green spinach ones. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, why ruin a burrito? But it, it tastes okay. Uh, <laughs> How many so, calories are you saving on that, by the way? I know, right? Not many. So he walked up with a nice plate of uh, like two egg burritos. Okay. Very kind. And she's like you, Ben. She doesn't like milk, as you call it. <laughs> I'm not a milk. I'm not a milk drinker. She's yeah. not either. She she'll have almond milk in the refrigerator, but thinks regular milk is disgusting. Is disgusted by the way it looks, the way it smells, everything. The way you hate ranch, that's the way she hates milk. Part, I don't know if she was like, when, when she was a little girl, but when I was growing up, I had, like, my mom force-fed me milk and yes. sandwiches, and I, I despise both. Uh, and I, But I, I did love the chocolate milk for a while, but then I got tired of that, and occasionally we had the strawberry milk. But even that, as a grown-up, I'm like, no. No, so I feel what she's your, yeah. your soon-to-be bride is going through. She was tortured just like you. She tells a tale of her and her brother sitting around the dinner table, and they were not allowed to get up until their vegetables were eaten off their plate and their glass of milk had been drank. The milk for her was just as hard as the vegetables, which I don't understand that because I could get rid of the milk fast. The vegetables, my older brother and I used to do the napkin trick under the table. Um, but but the milk, as long as it's cold, I, I understand if it's room temperature, it's been sitting a long time, gross. But cold milk I like, especially with like a nice breakfast. If there's ketchup and eggs, if there's bacon, something like that, cold milk really washes that down well. Uh, see, I'm more of an OJ guy. Got a murder uh, nah, yeah, I like the, the, the juice. I go, not the OJ, the football, but I love the juice. I'm all about the juice. And I used no to get, juice. you remember Looney. Can Tom Looney. When I worked with Looney, he would complain. He'd bitch. He said, eat the orange, don't drink the juice. And, and really, that was around the time I stopped drinking orange juice. I used to drink it on the weekends and in the morning when I'd go in and i have to work early, do the football show that we did. And I loved orange juice. And he said, you know, there's 25 oranges in one glass of orange juice. And so he's <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I like orange juice. It's a little too citrusy. Sometimes it bothers my stomach a little bit. 
The milk is a nice way to soothe your stomach. That's why a good milkshake is always good for your diet. <laughs> and the, the odd thing is I don't like a glass of milk, but when you mix ice cream into it, I'm okay with it. Like a milkshake, I, I'm, I'm fine. I don't love the milkshake, but I'm not anti-milkshake. I have a pro-milkshake position. Yeah, funny how that happens. Yeah. So let's back up a whole year ago. Uh, my tenderoni made a smoothie for me, brought it upstairs, set it on my uh, nightstand, and I was half awake. You know, we work crazy radio hours. And instead of grabbing the cup, I grabbed the top of the cup. It came apart. Reddish, purplish, healthy smoothie spilled all over the carpet. I remember this. Yes, I, I mentioned this on a podcast about a year ago. Now, she freaked the fuck out. All right. There are two things when it comes to the house, and that's anything red getting near the carpet or milk spilling on the carpet. Yeah. So <laughs> well, the milk, the milk, it's like a double whammy because not only do you have a liquid, but if you don't clean it up right, you got the stench. So I that's completely understandable. I've only spilled something one time. I've known her now for two years. In that two-year period, I've spilled something exactly once. Well, you know how it goes, though, Danny, right? You can be an upstanding citizen. If you kill one person, they call you a murderer. So <laughs> you destroyed one. You spilled one spill, so you're a spiller. In, in like the you just called me of, Ray Carruth. In the, in the eyes of your, in the <laughs> eyes of your, your lady, you're a spiller. You're a spill hazard. Okay. I am the Ray Carruth of her carpet. You're a, you're a klutz is what you are. <laughs> I mean, she knew I was half awake. She understood how it happened. She said, you know, it's my fault. I should have used a different cup. Blah, blah. So it seemed fine at the moment. But this is something she has never let me live down since. And now after she handed me these two healthy burritos, she said, what would you like to drink? And I said, well, some nice cold milk would be great with this because there's some ketchup and salsa in these burritos. So let's go. She goes downstairs. She comes up, Ben, with an ironclad. Oh, one of the no spill cups. Like, Yeah, right. OK, <laughs> but she but she's looking at me as if I, I don't trust you. This is supposed to be spill proof, but I think you're going to spill it. So she hands it to me and she's, you know, she's not saying anything, but she's not taking her eyes off of this, this tumbler. So I put it on the, on the nightstand. She goes over to her side of the bed and she's, she's going to start reading her book while I'm doing my, my audio editing. And Ben, it was precise timing. Also on my nightstand, I had a water bottle with excellent timing I dropped the full water bottle onto the floor. <laughs> and, and as I did it, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> she turned around. The color had left her face. <laughs> she went from normal looking to pale within two seconds. She thought for sure I had spilled this milk all over the carpet. And I realized I messed up because when she looked over and she saw what really had happened, she said, you fucker, why would you do that? <laughs>
Uh, oh, and Ben, I, I'm good thing. I uh, retook my CPR class last year. Okay, uh, I am up to date on the certification because she was very close to going into cardiac arrest. Wow. Well, you're the you're the 15 percent, right? There's a study done years ago that said 85 percent of what people worry about never happens. But the other 15 percent of the time it does happen. And you're the 15 percent where she's uh, freaking out because you spill. But that actually I have something in common with you, because this past week, uh, what I do is I like my ice water and I, I actually have. A, a a tumbler like a, a sip we call it, you know sippy cup whatever you you can't spill it and I I usually have that near my side of the bed and my my wife had bought these really nice side tables that have like power connected to them and all that so you can plug your phone in and charge it or whatever it's been a pretty cool thing so I'm sleeping and I don't usually move that much in my sleep, but I guess either I moved or I knocked the pillow or something. I don't know what happened, but I wake up and I see my, my sippy, you know, thermos thing is spilled on its side and there's water everywhere. <laughs> and I'm lucky I did not start a fire, but I totally shorted out the, the nice <laughs> table right near the bed there. It's uh, completely gone. Is there any way to fix that without replacing it, Danny? You think there's any way to fix the like if it dries out? Is there? I don't. I uh, no, I don't think so. I is it? Does it have burn marks? And I didn't examine it too much because it was I was so pissed off that like what I had done. Like, yeah, I should go back and and check and. That also, this this whole conversation reminds me of the early days of Fox Sports Radio. I don't know if you were there for this or not, but somebody spilled water into the board. Oh, man. Which is the most expensive part of a radio station outside of the transmitter. And uh, so what they did was nobody copped to it. Nobody admitted to it. And they were really pissed off. They decided the, the solution was to buy everyone at the company a thermos that a non-spill thermos. Yeah. That was that was the move there. I remember the story. Yeah, which yeah. seemed like a great idea but uh turns out some people like to drink those thermoses without the cap on which kind of defeats the purpose. And we're actually going to be in a beautiful studio coming up in a couple of months. Something yeah. we haven't discussed on the podcast yet. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. You want to get into that now, or should we wait until the big reveal happens? I guess we should tease it right now, but yeah, we'll have a big reveal coming up. There was a listener who kept emailing us on the podcast asking us about our big move to Burbank. Well, that has been replaced with something else, and we'll just leave the tease right there. Yeah, for now. For now. Dun, dun, dun. And, and we will be walking in the footsteps of legends when this happens. Okay. We will be following in the footsteps of legends. Two different legends. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to say. And and, uh, you'll have to figure that out while you're walking around the Piggly Wiggly. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So we have the the deep fake. Now, moving on, I want to go back to my time in Phoenix, my one day, less than 24 hours in the Valley of the Sun in that greater area. And uh, it's I'm such a loser. When I drive through Phoenix, Danny, I think of whose spring training town is this? I was in Chandler. I was like, oh, that's the Brewers. Oh, I, yeah. I, I drove through Goodyear. I was like, I think that's the Reds and the uh, team formerly known as the Indians. That's so, also the birthplace of Bellinger. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm you know driving around there, and I'm looking at all the spring training towns. And we did go to Mesa, as I said. So I decided on my way out of Phoenix, before we got back on the road, I decided to have some fun with my younger brother. I'm a middle child, so I have an older and a younger brother. My younger brother lives in Appleton, Wisconsin. You might remember the story. I went back to visit him back in May, had a good time in Wisconsin and in Illinois and all that. So uh, he knows I love cheese curds. But on my way out of the greater Phoenix metropolitan area, I noticed they had Culver's, which is a mid, it's like a Wisconsin fast food place. It's an upper Midwest fast food chain called Culver's. I talked about it on the podcast. I loved Culver's. Yeah. We ate yeah, it. Yeah, when you went on your family trip, you talked about that place. Yeah, yeah. We ate there several times and it was, it was great. I, I loved it. And they're known for the butter burger and the cheese curds and a bunch of other stuff. They've got uh, all kinds of great desserts and uh, re- really, really good. 
I said, you know what? Let me, let me, let me have some fun here. So I made the rare and appropriate, rare and appropriate late night meal run. And I did it mainly for two reasons. I, I, a, I love the food and B, I wanted to, to goof on my, my brother. So I went in there and I ordered a burger and some curds. Uh, my, my wife wanted a few pretzel bites. Uh, I then took a bunch of pictures and sent them to my brother. And I said, guess where I am? You know, and he, he doesn't, he didn't know there's Culver's in anywhere other than like Wisconsin and Minnesota and you know that part of the country. And so he was completely confused. He thought maybe it was like a deep fake Danny, but it was real. It was legitimate. And, and so uh, there are, I did not realize there are 37 locations of that chain in Arizona now. Whoa. That's a ton. I last time I thought they had like one in Arizona. Now they have 37 in the Grand Canyon State. I stopped at the location for our friends in in Arizona. I stopped at the location off McDowell's, which I think is the same street when I was a kid, the Phoenix Suns used to play at this old barn and they called it the the Madhouse on McDowell is what they call it, if I remember correctly. And so uh, that's where I was. And so I pulled the prank, took some pictures. My brother couldn't believe it. He's like, I don't know. So that was my, and I really enjoyed the meal, which means I'm either, I was either really hungry or it's really good. I'm I'm not sure. My wife, not, not as big a fan, not as big a fan, bad job by her. Uh, Not, uh, not getting, not getting it out and and figuring it out. All right. uh, The back scratcher. We'll get out on this. You scratch our back. We'll scratch your back. It is our weekly tip of the on-air light to you. The loyal P1, the minion in the Maller militia. And so these are actual reviews from actual listeners to the fifth hour. Very simple to do. You lay it all out, Danny. It's all in the podcast profile. Very simple, right? Just follow the instructions and, you can join the fun here. Super easy to leave a five-star review. Just click on this very description right here. And then when you're inside, you'll see the overall rating for our show when you page down a little bit. Underneath that, it says write a review. Click on that. It'll let you make a username, and then you leave your review. Yeah, and it, for some reason, and we're really not sure why, but the management lurks around the Apple podcast page. Come on in, man. We don't really know why that is, but they do. And that's what they care about. Danny laid it all out for you. And that is what they they take notice of. They jot down what people are saying and all that. So if you want to help us out, great. If you want to screw us over, write a nasty review. But either way, uh, it's available to you. How many reviews do you think we got this week, Danny G? Last week, we had a bunch. How many this week? Do you think we got one, two, three, four, or none? I'm going to say, let's see, last week, I think two. I'm going to say three this week. Three. You are Mr. Optimistic, and you are wrong. Damn it. Uh, we, we got one. But okay. it, if I feel like it's worth three because it came on Halloween. And so the fact that somebody took time out on Halloween to write a review for the podcast, that's kind of cool, right? That's a good point. I think management would take that into account. Yeah, it's not like we're using strong-arm tactics here, Danny. We're just asking people to help us out. Some people want to help us out. Some people already have. Other people are scaredy cats and don't want to do it. So John writes in, uh, and uh, headline on this, excellent, five stars. He says, this podcast is outstanding entertainment for me and my two German short-haired pointers. After our 
Uh, Chikar Hunt. What is that? C-H-U-K-A-R. What is that? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. Uh, he says, we are relaxing in my camper with all the luxuries of home. We are way out here in the mountain country of Eastern Oregon. Well, that's pretty cool. You can imagine what, what that must look like with Bigfoot walking around and all that. Uh, we put in our miles each day pursuing the elusive uh, Chikar partridge. Right, I'm huh. going to have to yeah. look this up here. Hold kind on. of bird or something? I don't, I don't know. I mean, let me see here. Let's put a little music in here and see if I can find this. Uh, okay uh partridge uh Chikara part oh yeah it is you're right how did you, you did you look that up no i didn't yeah it's a uh it's a weird looking bird its head kind of looks like a penguin part of it looks like a penguin and <laughs> wow it's got stripe oh this is actually pretty cool i haven't even i've never even heard of this bird 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 Bird's the word. Bird is the word. John, thank you. You've opened my eyes to this. I probably want to take a look at it. How do you spell it? Uh, let me uh, let me send you the the link because it looks like the 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 face part of it kind of looks like a penguin, but then on the side, it's got a patch that looks like a zebra. Uh, a, a little bit. It's very it's very bizarre. I can understand why you'd be out in the middle of of the boondocks trying to. To find it, that's what. It's, it's and then, kinda, what do you do with it when you find it? I don't think you can probably do anything with it, but it's wow. That's that's crazy. I've never seen. It doesn't. According to the map here, it's not in in America. Oh. I don't think you're looking at it, right? You're oh, seeing that's it. one plump pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> No, but it, doesn't it kind of look like a penguin part of the face? And then it's yeah. got the stripes on the side like a zebra would have or something like and that. And the face has kind of a turkey look to it. Yeah, that's wild. I've never seen it, uh, that before. And it's got like uh, a black bandana going right over its face and eye. Racist. How dare you. Like a robber's mask. Says the bird is native to it's native in Asia. Uh, ranges in Asia, including Jordan, Israel, Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India. Uh, it has been introduced widely as a game bird in feral populations ah. and has become established in the United States, Rocky Mountains, Great Basin, high desert areas. Oh, it's in California also. Crazy. You can hunt it then. Yeah, yeah, it would appear to be, as you said, it's plump, so <laughs> you can you can hunt it. Uh, anyway, John continues his review. He says, when back at the camper, I take an outdoor shower, put on clean clothes, have lunch, and then enjoy Ben and Danny G. How about that? Yeah. Weeks worth of podcasts since we hunt during the week. When in bed at night, we listen to the regular show, the overnight show, Keep Up the Great Work, Boys. The dogs and I really enjoy listening to these podcasts. Well, that's great, John. Thank you. And you painted a great picture, and you introduced us to a bird we did not know exist. So that's a wonderful review. That's that's one of the great reviews we've had on the Apple Podcast page. So thank you. He needs to email you, and he needs to let us know how that bird tastes. 
Yeah, there you go. And do the dogs catch the bird, or do you have to actually shoot the bird? Like, what's the what's the move on it? Is a does the bird fly? Some of these birds don't fly. It's called yeah. the dodo bird that doesn't fly. But yeah, the real fifth hour at gmail.com. Send an email. Yeah, send us an email there. We'll check it out, John. So thank you. We'll get out on that note. Anything to promote here, Danny G, on this first Saturday of November? Yes, sir. I'm going to be headed in to have some fun on the Jonas Knox Saturday show. Oh, there's no question. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time. And then after that, the great Steve Hartman. You know him and love him from the loose cannons back in the day. And he's paired up with Ephraim Salam for football season. All right. So that's what Danny's got. I have, uh, well, I have nothing really going on. Nothing really going on. You were on the road so much last weekend. You need to kick back in your lounge chair this weekend. Life is for the living, Danny. You never know. I might end up, who knows where, Timbuktu, uh, God forbid. But uh, on that, we'll get out. And and we say bye-bye. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, not quite like that. But have a great rest of your Saturday. we got a spicy, hot mailbag. Never. Boring. God, I is never, ever like that. And uh, we'll be laughing. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, calm down. Calm down. We'll have a, uh, have a great time. Yeah, Ask Ben on Sundays is one of the best shows of the week. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. I love it. No, 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 it's not Ask Ben. You just, it's the mailbag. <laughs> this is nothing like Ask Ben. No, 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 no. Would you, that's amazing. We're going to edit that out of the podcast. Wrong. That's nothing like Ask Ben. It's not some cheap ripoff. This is an authentic, unique bit, is what we're doing. Uh-huh. Unique bit. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you tomorrow. Asta pasta. Bye, Felicia. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.